welcome to the We Are PC podcast, where it's all about celebrating the creative works of our amazing students, staff, and programs in the Port Clinton City School District. And now, get ready for the We Are PC podcast. Welcome to the We Are PC podcast, episode 20. Hi, I'm Noah Zimmerman, an 8th grader at Port Clinton Middle School, and joining me in today's podcast are my fellow classmates, Chance Sayer and Noah Urista. Here at PC, we have really great teachers that constantly challenge us to make connections between what we are learning and the real world around us. One of the things we've noticed about math and science is that there are a lot of connections between these subjects and sports. We've assembled a panel of experts to discuss this further. Joining us today are high school math teacher, Mr. Grimm, and middle school math teacher, Ms. Laughlin. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Good afternoon. Let's start by having each of our guests introduce themselves by stating what you teach and what, if any, coaching experience you've had. Hi, I'm Mrs. Laughlin. I teach eighth grade math and algebra one, and I don't have any high school or middle school coaching experience, but I work with my children at home on getting into sports. So when they get older, they'll be better. Hi, I'm Greg Grimm. I teach math in the high school and I teach computer science as well. Um, I've I've coached many sports uh, over the years. I coached JV baseball and varsity softball and basketball. I spent a couple summers coaching college baseball players. Baseball is what I played in college and it's kind of connected to some of the math and science that I looked at when I was in college. There's a video on YouTube about, by sports science about how Marshawn Lynch, I ran a a few tests on himself, on himself. And after he ate Skittles, he happened to get faster with reaction time, speed, and agility. So the Skittles made him faster? Mm-hmm. you think that was true or not? Yeah. Um, well, they had that episode, and then Sport Science made one with Ray Lewis where they did a battering ram compared to his, uh, like his velocity and power when ramming through a door which was kind of interesting to watch. So did Ray Lewis win or the door win? The Ray Lewis won by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't, I've seen some of the sports science videos. I don't think I've seen those two, but usually the science on there is pretty good. I don't know about the Skittles though. What did it, did he try different colors to make sure a certain color made it go faster? (laughs) He had a, well, they ran his uh, test, like they went through an obstacle course. Before they ran like a baseline, like a constant, very like a variable test, and then they had one where he ate Skittles, and then after a few minutes, they ran it again, and he was quote unquote faster, had more agility. His times were better. What made him choose Skittles? Skittles are his favorite candy. Oh. Okay, like, so did it have to do with the color? Like I think it was. What if he ate M and M's? That has color, like Skittles. I think it was more of the sugar content. Okay. Because the boost of glucose could. So any candy. You could have compared candies with, like, high sugar versus low sugar? I guess so. But 
Okay. I, maybe he, his his love for Skittles made him <laughs> a little faster, and it wasn't so much what was going on Mind in his over body. Matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so because he does love his Skittles. I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Gordon, we understand you did your senior project in college on the math and science behind the curveball. Can you tell us what you learned from that research? Yeah, sure. I mean, so my senior year, I, I had the chance to create my own project. And so what I did is um, I looked at curveballs and I had a pitching machine set up to try to, to measure the spin on the ball and basic and, and learn a lot about how the curveball works. Uh, for years, people thought the curveball was just kind of like an illusion until they could figure it, like until they could prove it scientifically, like they used to think, oh, it's just the weird angle from the arm or something. This is like back in the early 1900s when people started, or yeah, in the early 1900s when people first started throwing curveballs, they didn't really believe it. And so the first science experiment that I read about was someone actually like putting stakes in the ground and showing how the curveball curved around the stakes with pictures. So that proved that it really did curve. And so that was, I don't remember the, the time on that, but then there's a progression of, of understanding the math and physics behind it. And, you know, who's the golfer? Tiger Woods. No, who, which of you guys is the golfer? Oh, I'm, I'm a golfer. So do you ever, <laughs> it's really the same idea as a golf ball. Do you ever have a golf ball? Does your golf ball usually go straight? Uh, the, yes. Oh, he's a good golfer. <laughs> well, for a while, when you, you, when you swing a baseball bat, you keep, Keep your hands inside. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would turn and keep my hands inside, and then I'd slice it. So slicing means the ball is like yes. moving in the air, right? Yes, it's curving because of it. Because I hit it, came like across it, ball. and it spun. But just getting my hands out helped. But that's not what we're talking. <laughs> yeah. So really, the spin of the ball is the important thing, though, because when you create a side spin on a ball, what what ends up happening is the ball is moving, the ball, the air, I'm sorry, around the ball is moving at different speeds on each side of the ball. And there's this thing called the Magnus force. And, and this force is what makes, because of the airflow being different on, on different sides of the ball, that is what makes the ball curve in the air. So whether it's a, a golf shot or a baseball or I guess in tennis, you can do it a little bit and make the ball curve in the air. Ping pong, you ever hit a ping pong and just kind of like slice it? It's all the same idea. If you get the ball spinning on the side, the, the faster you can spin it, the more it's going to move. And so that's become an important thing in baseball and in different ways too. I mean, it's related to, you know, backspin. When you're a pitcher, you want to try to throw the ball with as much spin as possible. The, the, the professionals even talk about it now They're I think, what do they call it? Rotation velocity or something? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a huge thing to understand that and get the most out of it. You want to try to spin the ball as much as possible to to uh, to get it to curve as much as possible and make it harder for hitters. Now, when you're a golfer, I guess it depends. If you want it to spin, then you, you got to know how much it spins. But it, it's really a lot of math going on and science going on there to really understand it. And it's just a huge, huge part of of the game now with pitchers trying to understand all that and golfers and tennis players, they're all trying to understand how, how to put the spin on it. And I think what was amazing, it was really hard for me to do my science project because this was a, a long time ago <laughs> and 
the technology to, to be able to figure out how much the ball was spinning wasn't there. But now with the cameras and the sensors that they have, they're able to, to create so much data about what's going on that it really is kind of interesting. And, you know, there's people that do this kind of stuff for a living. They look at data on pitchers and decide, you know, how they can improve. It's, it's really a interesting, uh, interesting area of math and science. Um, are there any real life scenarios that you talk about with your class that both uh, correlate math and science with everyday life? There's tons, tons of examples that starting in eighth grade, you can talk about going to the grocery store and comparing prices all the way up to um, it could go back to the baseball, like talking quadratics and the loop of a shape and, there's so many examples out there. It's if you can't connect it, it's more difficult, in my opinion. Hmm. Right. So much of what we do in in algebra two, and and I teach calculus, which is the like the last math class that most people or most of the students would end up taking, or not most, but some of our students will end up taking. And um, yeah, you're you're describing how fast and things are moving a lot, and so we can. We can relate that to, you know, flight of balls. And one of my favorite things that we talked about was, um, I remember doing a problem earlier this year in calculus class where we looked at the video of the guys that that went to the top of a dam to try to to get the highest. Mm-hmm. You ever see that video? That to get the highest uh, mm-hmm. basketball yeah. make possible. Yeah. And so we were we were looking at how how fast the ball was moving when it hit the ground and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting and fun for the, for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of math too in video games, which are a lot out a lot. Now we um, have done in the past and we might this year is an angry birds project with quadratics and just how high the, the bird jumps and has to fly away from the pigs. And, but there's so many math pieces in video game coding too that it's not just in real life, that it's in, what do you call it? Not alternative. Real life. I think it's real life for a lot of the students who play video games. Isn't <laughs> yes, it? that's true. That is their virtual. life. Virtual, virtual thank reality. you. Virtual, virtual reality. Yeah. If you could be a uh, professional athlete in any sport, what would it be and why? That's a tough one. I'd probably go. I'd go... Which makes the most money? <laughs> Depends how good you are. Depends how good you are, yeah. All right, let's say let's say you're like, so in baseball, let's say you have like a 300 or 400 average, which is really good for a majors. So like you're a decent player. And so let's say I'm Mookie Betts, all right? Okay. I'd choose baseball. But if, but if I'm like, if I'm good enough to be, quote unquote, like a legend, mm-hmm. per se, in any sport, I think the most long-lasting one would probably be baseball. Baseball? Yeah. I don't know. I'm torn between baseball and golf and basketball, too, because basketball is a lot of fun, and it's inside. But <laughs> baseball... <That's true. laughs> 
baseball was the sport I played in college, so I spent a lot of time on that. And that's not the worst thing in the world, being a pitcher every four or five days going out and playing. But golf, think about it. You, uh, Phil Mickelson's like 49 years old, and he still won a tournament. Yeah. So, Golf is a lifelong sport. Golf's a lifelong sport. You can keep playing it. You got a senior tour. You could play that for yeah. Start now and still make it to the senior tour. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What about what about you? Here? What about you guys? Uh, I'd like wrestle for Ohio State because you know I got into that when I was like younger. Then I just like started up two years ago. Uh, what did years. your What did your brother do? He wrestled, played football, baseball, pretty much everything. I I would I would like to play basketball. Just because it's your favorite sport. Yeah. yeah, it's a good sport. It's one of my favorites too. I still try to play. Not professionally though. <laughs> no, maybe I couldn't play basketball. I'm too short. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us today and. Thanks to all of you out there for listening to episode 20 of the We Are PC podcast. On our next episode, we'll talk with more people that make PC school such a special place. Thanks for listening to the We Are PC podcast. Our students are working hard to provide you with updates, highlights, and a peek into the creative and talented lives of our students, staff, and community. If you'd like to suggest a topic for the We Are PC podcast, please email us at podcast at pccsd-k12.net. Thanks for taking the time time from your busy week to listen to the show and celebrate our amazing Port Clinton City School District.